You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. Hello, it's your Chancellor here. I just wanted to do a quick Steelers podcast one last time because I will not be doing any more Steelers podcasts after this one because I've changed my whole tune. Um, As quickly as the season can seem positive, it can go down the toilet. And why do I... It seems like, what? The Steelers lost to the Raiders at home in their home opener after a really good win on the road in Buffalo. Why would I suddenly just give up on everything just because of one loss? That seems insane. What am I, just a fair-weather fan? Do I just roll, ride the roller coaster up and down and let it change me? Do I have no stability? Am I just a baby child man? Or stupid like everyone on Twitter, if you say anything negative, they're like, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're an idiot, you're a fool. <laughs> well, here's why the season's over. Okay, there are two main reasons. Um... Let's start on the easier one, less main one, but it's still important, which is that everyone knew coming to this year the Steelers would have to rely on their defense, at least for the first half of the year, because they were going to have this hodgepodge new offensive line, and they were going to have to learn uh, how to play together and get coordinated and you know back one another and just get chemistry, and that was going to take some time, and... It was probably going to be a rough go of it for the offense during that process. So our potentially elite defense, like they looked in the first game, was going to have to really be elite and really be good and win low-scoring, toughly-fought games with our offense. Um, But they can't do that now. And it's not because, oh, the defense just sucks all of a sudden. No. But everybody's injured. I mean... First off, they start out the year and they lose Stefan to it, one of their big studs on defense. And he's out for at least one more game and probably more because the guy is a mess. You know, his brother died in some hit and run or whatever that his mother witnessed. And he was depressed over that. But then they said he hurt his knee and he was obese, gained weight. How are you going to work out when you're fat and you have a bad knee and you're depressed? So anyway, from what I could tell, all the reports, he was, you know, not even working out, not even doing anything right up until the beginning of the season. So that guy's not going to be back after next week at all. Stefan Tua probably won't be back to the middle of the year. If he plays at all this year, who knows? He may even quit football. That's how moody and, and plus he's an injury-prone guy anyway. So, But he was hugely important to the Steelers last year. Had 11 sacks last year. And he's out. So then we like, okay, well, we can live without that. We have a lot of guys in the defensive line. He's certainly a stud, but we'll do this. We'll do this thing. And then all of a sudden, before today's game, late in the week of practice last week, Devin Bush, who was out pretty much all of last year with a bad knee, he of the most overrated guy. I'm very mad at Devin Bush. We we draft, we traded up to the 10th pick to get him. Michigan, ooh, go blue, go blue. Well, he goes to suck dick is what he does. Devin Bush. He goes on Twitter as an idiot, and then his knee is still bothering him this year after he misses all of last year with his knee surgery, and now he tweaked his groin. 
Well, look, the whole point of picking the little munchkin short overrated guy from Michigan was that he's sideline to sideline, sideline to sideline, middle linebacker, can cover anyone. He's real fast. He's that new hybrid that can tackle tough and stop the run, but also fly all over the field. Well, he flies right into a groin pole. So he didn't play all day. And then that insult to injury and comical laughter to the collapse of this defense, which for a brief shining moment was great and now is shit, is a Joe Hayden, the cornerback. Now, what's funny about Joe Hayden is he's 93 years old or 32 or whatever the fuck he is. And he's been really good for the Steelers since we picked him up for the Browns. And he was a, you know, stud, number one draft pick, blah, blah, blah. And he really has been a really good cornerback for us. Uh, but before the season, he tried to get the Steelers to sign him to an extension. And this is his last year. And he's getting up there. I think he's going to be 33 at the end of the year, maybe 32 at the end of the year. But basically, it's an age where you don't want to sign a cornerback at all, let alone do a long-term deal. So the Steelers basically said, hey, Joe, you know, let's see how this year goes. You know, you're getting up there in age. Let's, you know, we'll, we want you to stay a Steeler, but... We're not ready to do a deal just yet, you know. And his agent said, he will be trying out free agency at the end of the year. Well, I guess we'll have to do that in a fucking wheelchair because guess what Joe Aiden did? He pulled his groin, too, before the game in practice. Devin Bush and Joe Hayden both pulled their groins and missed the second game. Now, this is what makes me mad, and this is why I'm giving up on the Steelers. These fucking guys, man, they make millions of dollars, millions of dollars, and they're I'm putting it in quotes here. Athletes, right? Athletes. Air quotes. Air quotes. They're jocks. They're athletes. They're fit. They're so fit they can't play the sport that's paying them all this fucking money. They miss more games than they fucking play half these guys. That's not a lie. Now, look, I've heard the saying go uh, that um, football has a 100% injury rate. Everybody's going to get hurt. And that's true. But in practice... After the one game of the season? I mean, we got we got Stefan Tuda got hurt after zero games in the season. We also lost our starting right tackle, Zach Banner, after zero games in the season, after he missed all of last year with a knee injury. Now we get two important guys in in Joe Hayden and, and Devin Bush out with groin injuries from practice after one game. Okay, so we played without them today, and we played without Stefan uh, it, and we go, you know, at home, and here at Heinz Field, and all the fans, and the lowly shit-ass Derek Carr-led crap team Raiders is, of course, making our defense look like they're bitches, but here's the most important thing, T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, we just paid him $80 million fucking guaranteed dollars, $80 fucking million guaranteed dollars and he had a hell of a game last week he sure did now he didn't practice all he went on the sides and on the sidelines he was lifting weights and doing things and all the media defended him and said he was towing that line and lifting that bale and doing all the things that they do in the prisons (laughs) but he never joined into team sport he didn't play any fucking football and he didn't get in football shape just like Devin Bush didn't, just like Joe Hayden didn't. Because the NFL these days is all about, oh, no, 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 don't practice. Oh, no, no, don't hit each other. No, we don't, we don't, we don't put on pads for practice. No, we don't hit each other because we don't want to hurt you because you're walking money. 
every inch of your body's money. Yeah, money that goes like that when you don't practice. Look, when you don't practice and you don't hit each other, then you go, all right, let's go play. Oh, oh, I just pulled a knee. I'm out for the year. That's literally what happened to Zach Banner in the first game last year. He was backing up. He's an offensive lineman, right? Again, big, strong, athlete, in quotes, athlete. He's backing up from the offensive line. Okay, let's go. Ah, he just ripped his own knee. It's like, what is he doing? Where is that coming from? The only time I've seen muscles pull that quickly is when people are on steroids. I mean, what's going on? These are jocks. These are athletes. Let's give them millions of dollars. Oh, wait a minute. Let's have them never play because they're injured all the fucking time. And let's give them guaranteed millions so that they sit injured. Because T.J. Watt, second game, first half, oh, he takes himself out. Oh, he's fine. I saw people on Twitter going, everybody trying to make a big deal him on the sidelines. It's just our rotation. I'm like, um, dude, Watt has his helmet off. He's talking to people. He's not coming back in. This isn't about the TV announcers making too much out of it. Uh, wake up. Wake up. You know, he's not. He's out. So, of course, he pulled a groin. He pulled a groin. That's three for three in groins if you're counting at home, kids. That's three number fucking one draft picks. Joe Hayden, number fucking one draft pick. Groin. Devin Bush, trade up, 10th pick overall in the whole fucking draft. Number one, groin. TJ Watt, number one, $80 million, number one pick, groin. So anyway, the Steelers, once elite defense, now had to play all the rest of today without Stefan to it. Depression knee. Oh, I'm an athlete. TJ Watt. Come on, guys. Let's go. Oh, 80 million grind. Devin Bush. I'm going to drop a cat and laugh at it. <laughs> oh, shit. My groin. And Joe Hayden. I need more money. I'm an old man. But, oh, fuck. My groin. Oh, I'll never play again. I'm old. So the great defense that the Steelers had. Really, you could just throw out a jockstrap. Remember, remember my dad used to say stuff like, some people think there's something they just throw their jock strap into the ring and they think they can win by throwing their jock strap in the ring. There used to be a thing called jock straps that guys had to wear. Cups and supporters, cups and supporters. Like from Bad News Bears. <laughs> jock straps were designed to, I guess, keep your balls safe and strap them in while you played. But um Steelers apparently don't wear them. They don't protect their balls or their groins. Or whatever else fucking tears all the time for these jockey, rich, extremely wealthy, very fit, athletic cripples who can't play what they're paid for. Okay, so I blame the NFL. I blame the lack of practice. I blame all the money. I think the NFL, just from that alone, I'm soured on the NFL. Everyone else, all the Trump supporters and the morons and the idiots, they're all like, the national anthem, you bought to stand for it and you're after it's a song. Shut the fuck up. Who cares? But what I care about is not the flag or the national anthem or any of that dumb shit from very small-minded idiots who voted for Trump. What I care about is a society that worships the wrong thing. I don't like uh, flag worshiping. I don't like jock worshiping. I don't like money worshiping. And I don't like a society that where people that have all the money then say, oh, I can't actually do what you're paying me for because I might not make my money then. I mean, T.J. Watt sat out. Well, he didn't sit. It was a, it was a sit-in because he was there at training camp. He just didn't practice with his teammates the entire motherfucking training camp, okay? 
and now he's out with a pulled groin. The reason he didn't practice? Because he needed to sign his big fucking million-dollar contract before he maybe got hurt because then he might not get the contract. So what happens? He signs his big fucking contract, gives us one and a half good games, or actually one game and a quarter. Now, he might play next week, but he missed all of this half, and guess what? We lost because he wasn't in there, at least partly because he wasn't in there. So I'm sorry. You know, all that money, you don't get to cause us to lose. You have to help us win or just fucking get out of here. Now, we can't cut him. We're stuck with this guy, and he's, he gets $80 million. And he might tear a groin this week and tear his, you know, pack next week and so on and so forth. Who knows if he'll ever be worth a goddamn the rest of his career. We really don't know. We really don't know. We can hope, but that's all we can do. And otherwise, you know, regardless, whatever the fuck that guy decides to do, the Steelers are stuck with his gigantic contract for at least three more years. Now, including this year, at least three years of tons of millions of dollars and most of it guaranteed. And he could just be limping around that whole time. We don't know. Oh, well. So I'm done with the Steelers because their defense, uh, which was really good last year and then got decimated by injuries and then sucked a dick uh, at the end of the year, including in the playoffs. And that's what happened here. They were really good last week, and then they lost three of their very important players, and they sucked an old grandmother with a, a tranny grandmother's dick today is what happened. It was as if your grandmother revealed after all of her life that she really was a man. She swung her dick out, and everybody said, Grandma, this is for you, and sucked on that dick if they were a stealer. That's what happened with the Steelers today. <laughs> That's what happened with the Steelers today on defense. Okay, so that's enough right there for me to quit because of the money, the money worshiping, lack of practicing, and then the lack of having an athlete's body. Even that's why you're making all that fucking money. It's because you're an athlete. You're an athlete with a tough body. Yeah, but that doesn't stop me from going, oh, shit, my groin. What the fuck? And then the second reason I'm giving up on the season is a little thing called Little Ben, Small Ben. I call him Small Ben. Because, you know, for years he was Big Ben. You may recall in my prior podcast on the Steelers, I told you openly that I wanted them to fire Tomlin and not bring Ben back. Um, after the win last week, I thought, thank God I was wrong about Tomlin because I really was impressed by the coaching staff and the way they prepared for that game and how they performed. Well, fuck that shit. Because the way they performed today and the way they lacked coaching today, in my opinion, uh, I don't think... I was wrong about firing Tomlin. I think Tomlin's, you know, I think they're, they're, he's a really good coach and he'll continue on somewhere else. But this is his 15th season. Bill Cower was only with the Steelers 15 years. 15 years is enough to hold on to any coach. And I think there are many examples in all of sports of really good coaches who just wear out their welcome, you know, who just aren't. They're not getting it done with their current team anymore. And again, I, I might have said this on a prior con, uh, a podcast, but I look at, uh, um, why am I blanking on his name? You know, the guy with the Philadelphia Eagles who's now with Kansas City. I mean, he took the, he, why am I, you know, the walrus fat guy who's lost all kinds of weight now and looks like anorexic walrus man. Uh, anyway, um, he, he was, why, why am I forgetting his name? Head coach, come on, you know. Uh, he was a really good head coach for the Eagles and got him to the Super Bowl once and got him to many championship games, but he couldn't win, and they kept losing, losing, losing. So he finally got smart and fired him and didn't bring him back. 
Andy Reid. And they said, oh, Andy Reid's the greatest coach ever. Andy Reid's so fucking good. Well, he might be, but he can't fucking win, can he? No. So what happened? They got rid of them. What happened to the Eagles? They won the Super Bowl after getting rid of Andy Reid. They won the Super Bowl after getting rid of Andy Reid. Andy Reid won the Super Bowl with Kansas City and got to another one with another team. So my point is, let that happen to Tomlin. Let him go and coach, I don't know, the Giants or something. Let him take the Giants to a Super Bowl. But, you know, we need something new here in Pittsburgh. If we're going to win a Super Bowl, we need something else. This guy's not going to do it with us. There's just something wrong there. There's just something wrong there like there was with Andy Reid with the Eagles. Good coach, but just not over the hump. And I think, you know, Tomlin was really hot when he started, and he won us a Super Bowl, got us to another. But guess what? That was 10, 10 years ago. And he hasn't done really much of jack shit since then. I mean, he hasn't won a single playoff game in four years. And his teams have collapsed the last three years. Uh, I just don't. I just think it's time. And and as far as me saying don't bring Ben back, I, I was like, well, we'll give him one more chance, whatever. He's a Hall of Famer, eh, whatever. I'm not even sure about that anymore. I guess he's still a Hall of Famer, but a lot of people are questioning it. Now I'm questioning it because, again, he hasn't won or done anything good, really, in 10 years. He really hasn't. He's had some good seasons in the last 10 years, but he, he used to used to think if Ben's in there, we have a chance. He can win. He can bring the team back. He's just a winner, man. He just knows how to win and all that. Well, it's just not true anymore. It's not true even at all, not even a little bit. Now, it's really true that if you want to lose, put Ben in the game. If you're looking for a way to cause a terrible turnover that changes the whole game around, put Ben in. If you're looking for a weird runaround play by an old man that looks stupid running around and then he heaves the ball somewhere where it doesn't belong, stick Ben in the game. He's your man. I mean, if you're looking for a guy who thinks, I'll throw the ball a bunch of times and never run it, even though I stink anymore, that's your guy, Ben. If you're looking for a guy to lose you a game when it matters, look look no further than small Ben Roethlisberger. So small Ben stunk last week, and I said that on my podcast, and he stunk squared today. Uh, he makes a good throw here and there. He made a really nice uh, pass along the sideline to Deontay Johnson, like a 40-yarder today. It was really nice. He drilled it. Finally, finally threw a pass over 25 yards. First time in, I think, I don't know, seven games or something. Uh, and, and he threw it nicely. Um, so I'm not saying his arm's dead or whatever, but his quarterbacking is dead. Okay, and if you can't see that, stop watching football. If you still think this quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, is ever going to win anything of significance ever again, you're a moron, okay? That's all I'm saying. Because I've watched the guy and watched the guy and watched the guy and hoped and hoped and hoped. And I just realized last year in the playoffs, He's done. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. He's not going to win anything for us. And they said, let's get him back. Uh, I'm Art Rooney. I think that is still, uh, he's our franchise quarterback. I'm the most boring man uh, who ever lived. I'm Art Rooney. Uh, I'm boring and I'm dumb. Uh, look, Ben stinks. Ben stinks and he proved it again today. He was garbage. And I actually defended Ben, and I thought, I don't know who's better. I heard someone on the radio, Matt Williamson, a local guy who also does national stuff, and of course he's huge into fantasy football, so he knows about every single player in the league. 
a little teeny bit, and he mouths off a lot. of All these guys, they talk and talk, but they don't really know everything. But anyway, because they don't watch all the games. You can't. And you really only know about the players you watch. And by that, I mean every snap, like the game, religiously. But that being said, he said he would take Derek Carr over Ben Roethlisberger for the rest of the year. He said that before the game. And I took offense to that because I haven't thought much of Derek Carr. He had a good year last year, but that's all. It really, uh, you know, in, in a lot of ways was no better than Ben's. But he did throw for more yardage by about 400 yards. But he had fewer touchdowns and um, I think more interceptions. But regardless, the point is his quarterback, his passer rating was higher, much higher. And, and, and that's about yardage. And Ben just can't throw – can't stand it. Here's what Ben can't do anymore that Derek Carr did very well today. And after today, I agree. There's no question that if you would, if you're going to pick a quarterback between Ben Roethlisberger and Derek Carr, you take Derek Carr, Derek Carr 10 times out of 10 now. I mean, there's just, there's no question. Derek Carr is a, a decent young quarterback and Ben's washed up, you know? So here's what Ben can't do anymore. It's not that he can't move in the pocket. That's not true. He still is evading some guys and stuff. Um, it's not that he can't throw the ball deep and throw it with some accuracy. He did that today. What he can't do is find guys anymore. See, what he used to do when he was dumber, when he didn't know defenses as well, when he couldn't read everything and didn't think he was Tom Brady at the line reading everything and Peyton Manning trying way too hard to be something he never will be. Um, he, he Now he thinks he has it all mapped out, and he goes, boop, real quick, short, boop, bing, bing, three-yard passes, boop, 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 ding, dunk, ding, dunk, Steelers lose, Steelers dink, dink, dunk, dink, dunk, Steelers are the worst team. Offense sucks, dick, dink, dink, dunk, dink. But anyway, because he's throwing it to where he knows the guy's open, which is a big surprise he's open. He's two yards off the line of scrimmage. But what he used to do, what made Ben great, he would step back in the pocket, take some time, and look at different receivers and go through his progressions, as they call it. He would go through his progressions. And he'd keep his eyes down the field. And he would see and find guys, especially on third and long, down the field. And he would, he would throw the ball, and you knew when Ben Roethlisberger found someone and threw the ball, you knew, A, that pass was going to get very close to that receiver and going to, nine times out of ten, be extremely catchable. And, B, it was going to be a guy that was open. He found someone. That's what the great quarterbacks do. If you think about it, look at all of them. Aaron Rodgers today, or not anymore, but, I mean, Aaron Rodgers of last year, uh, Mahomes and everyone else, when they throw the ball, you're like, oh, shit. You know, it's, it's never like to no one. With the dumb, terrible quarterbacks, like, where the fuck was he throwing that? Well, that's not anywhere near anyone. Or, wow, there's a defender right on that guy. Why did he throw that? No, that's not what you get from these good quarterbacks. They look, they find, and they fire, and you're in trouble. And that's what Ben used to do. That's why he was a Hall of Famer. That's why he was good. He would stand back there. He would look, he would find, he would fire, and it would be a completion. And it didn't matter if it was third and 13. You had a chance because he was going to fire the ball. He was going to find the guy beyond the sticks. Now, dink, short, dink, shink, dink, dunk, poop, shit, boom, bing, bong, and let's try to have him run. Up, oh, tackle, short, punt, time to punt again, da da dee, punt, punt, punt all day long, never score. I mean, it's horrible. 
This this idea of throwing short of the sticks and letting the player run for it on third down. It's a nice idea to make a play on first down, second down. But on third down, um, try to run beyond the sticks and throw it beyond the sticks. Can you not throw it beyond the sticks? Can you not see? And I here's what I think. Ben's an old man. He's only 39. But his vision is fucked or something. Because he doesn't seem to be able to see anymore down the field. He either isn't looking or can't see. Because when he throws down the field, it's like tipped or intercepted or covered, blanketed. He never – now, the, the, everyone will say, that's the receivers. They're not getting open. They can't get open. Blame it on the receivers. That's a lie. I guarantee you, every single replay, if you saw it, there'd be someone wide open. There always is. If you had that all 22, as they call it, Every pass, you'd say, well, Ben missed that guy. Ben missed that guy. Ben didn't find that guy. There'd always be somebody he didn't find, and that's what a bad quarterback does very well. Fail to find the open man, okay? And what the really good quarterbacks do really well is they find the open man, and they get it there with an accurate, strong pass, period. That's it. You don't have to be a genius and watch football for ages like I am and have done. No, but really, you don't have to, you don't have to be super smart or super you know, observant to understand that's the difference between a really good quarterback and any other JoJo Bean in the NFL. The ability to see down the field, even when you're under pressure. You know? What you see with the young bad quarterbacks is they get nervous right away. They start running around. They see what's happening on their peripheral vision, and they don't stand in that pocket strong and continue with eyes down the field. And they don't look down the field, so that's why Ben, for example, gets all his passes batted down all the time anymore because he's always looking within 5 to 10 yards. So the defensive lineman reading his eyes, they're saying, oh, he's looking like at me and a couple feet behind me. <laughs> I'll just bat that bitch right down. What the good quarterbacks do is they look like 20 fucking yards down the field or 15. From where they're standing, 20. You know, I mean, because they're already five, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage and they want to throw the ball 10 yards, say, let's say, beyond the line of scrimmage. It's already a 15, 20-yard pass, and that's where they're looking. Well, Ben doesn't do that anymore. He just doesn't. Or let's put it this way. He doesn't do it well. When he looks down the field, he either doesn't find the open guy or he throws to a guy who's not open. You know, it's not the accuracy of his passes. It's not the strength of his arm. It's his vision. And it's, I think his knowledge and his chess game attempt to play and his drawing it up in the dirt makes it all too much that he's like used to knowing exactly who he's going to when the ball snapped. And I don't think that's good. I think if you know exactly who you're throwing the ball to every time the ball is snapped, you know, it's going to be shit, a shit play half the time because you're going to be wrong. I think half the brilliance of, of being a great athlete at the quarterback position is thinking on your feet. It's finding a man you didn't intend to pass the ball to who happened to run a great route and get open. They have different routes and different players running them because you're supposed to go through your progressions and maybe throw to someone who isn't the primary target. You're supposed to maybe find one of the other guys who got open that you didn't think was going to be open. Or maybe you're not the genius you think you are. You're not Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, and you read the coverage wrong. And if you look out, you'll see a guy you thought was going to be double covered because you misread the coverage is actually wide open because they didn't even fucking cover him at all. If you looked at him, you'd see that. But you're too busy thinking, I know this, I'm Tom Brady. Oh, interception. 
I'm Peyton Manning. I can do this. Oh, bat it down. I mean, he just doesn't have it anymore, ladies and gentlemen. He just doesn't have it anymore. So the Steelers don't have a prayer, not because of Ben, because I think if they sat his ass down on the bench where it belongs, yes, they're paying him millions of dollars, but hey, T.J. Watt's sitting on a bench now for millions of dollars. Ben might as well do it too. If you sit Ben's ass down where it belongs and you actually went with a young quarterback who's learning and has actually not progressed through the career like Ben has to the point where he stinks now, and maybe he's actually possibly going to progress to a point where he could be good. And I'm not talking about Haskins. I'm talking about Mason Rudolph. If you brought in Mason Rudolph and actually gave him a shot, sure, you'd lose some games. Sure, you'd have offenses that look like this today. No worse than this. No worse than this. But it would be with the young quarterback who you're growing and seeing what he has. And if he stinks, you'll know by the end of this year and you'll know you need to draft a quarterback or trade for one. But if you go with Ben all year, you're not going to know shit about your team by the end of the year. You're not going to know jack shit about Mason Rudolph. And you ain't winning shit. So sit his ass on the pine where it belongs for the rest of his life and wave him goodbye. Give him a handshake. Wish him the best for his Hall of Fame voting. Hope he gets in and tell him thanks for everything. Thanks for the memories. And move on. And put in somebody that you can actually potentially grow with. I actually think the Steelers would have a better chance of being a playoff-worthy and decent team by the end of the year if they went with Mason Rudolph than if they keep trying to pretend that Ben Roethlisberger can still play at a high level in this game. Period. That's what I believe. Um, now, I don't even believe in that now, though, because of the defense. Um, with T.J. Watt and uh, Devin Bush and Joe Hayden all with pulled groins, how serious are they? How tweaked are they? Are they just little tweaks? If they're little tweaks, get your ass out there, play some fucking football. If it's serious, they could be out weeks. Point is, we need this defense, and it looks like the defense is fucked up the ass. So I think the season's over regardless. I think they could start Mahomes, a quarterback, and it would probably still be over. I think with the defense all yanked and pulled and making lots of money for not playing and calling themselves athletes, I think the season's over. But... Uh, if the defense would get healthy and be at full strength again, I I think we still don't have a chance with Ben in there. So either way you slice it, the season's over. And plus, by the way, fire Mike Tomlin. That's all. I'm done. I know I was real positive at the beginning, but look, I, I gave him a chance. I was I was feeling good about the season. I watched them during the season. I gave him a chance. I watched two solid games, and I've made my decision. And uh, We'll see. We'll see what happens. I won't be making podcasts about it. I won't be sharing my thoughts on it. I'm just going to watch. I, I, you know, here's the way I'm going to. I'll end it with this. The Pirates, the Pittsburgh Pirates, they made a little splash uh, a few years back, 2013. They won some games, got into the playoffs as a wild card, won a wild card game, looked good, had a fun little series with St. Louis, but that was it. 2014. Another wild card game, this time they lost. 2015, they won 98 games, but still couldn't win the damn division. Only got the wild card game. Happened to land the Cubs with Jake Arrieta, who had their number. Lost that wild card game. All three wild card games at home. Pirates were only one and two in them in those three years. But here's the key. They won 98 games. That's a lot. They were a very good team in 2015. 
But in the offseason, they let everyone go. They didn't spend just a little bit of money to keep people. They were cheap assholes. They let players go. And they haven't won a damn thing since. Not only that, they're well on their way to losing 100 games this year. And, um, and the moral of the story is, I felt that year that Hurdle was mismanaging the team, the 98-win year. I felt that he mismanaged the wild card game. And I strongly, strongly believed that um, that was our last, our best chance. I didn't believe they were going to sign people. I believed they were cheap. And so I was, and I was right. The point is I was right. They won nothing that year. Clint Hurdle stunk. They finally got rid of him. He was the most overrated manager in all of baseball. I hated him. He sucks. He's a Republican and he voted for Trump and he's a prick. And everyone loved him and said, oh, Hurdle, it's not his fault. Hurdle's wonderful. Hurdle's wonderful. So you're getting the same crap now. Everybody's defending Tomlin, saying he's great. Everybody's defending Ben, saying he, he's better. He, he can play this. He can do a couple things. Everybody, if your fan is crying already, they're saying you're a quitter. You're, oh, the fans are so predictable. You know, they're so quickly negative, and it's the end of the world. They're saying things like, this wasn't a playoff game. It's just the second game of the year. <laughs> Look, after the playoff game, we were saying, let's make changes. And they said, it's just a playoff game. We'll get them next year. Then in the regular season, it's not the playoffs yet. What are you worried about? I mean, it's like the bottom line is nobody wants to change anything. And nobody wants to use their eyes and their brains and say, I see it. It's there. It's reality. We need to change. They go, no, that's not reality. Reality is this happy horseshit I'll spin. Reality is they'll all get better. All those pole groins will heal and we'll all be back. Yeah, and then by then someone else will be hurt, dipshit. Reality is that the offensive line is at fault. Not Ben. Uh Uh-huh, not Ben. He's just 43 years old and a fucking cripple and a bum. But you're right. It's not his fault. I mean, come on. Let's use our brains, use our eyes. And what I'm saying is I'm doing that, and it's over. Friends, it's over. The season's over, okay? I'm not wrong here, trust me. I was right about the Pirates, and I'm right about the Steelers. Uh, I gave them a chance. I saw enough. The season is over. Um, But I'm going to keep watching, because it doesn't mean they won't make the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs! (laughs) There's, There's still a chance they'll make the playoffs. But they ain't winning shit in the playoffs. And uh, to be honest, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I am now predicting like eight and nine is my prediction for their record. And maybe even worse. I just feel really, really bad about the season for the reasons set forth in this podcast. I love you. Talk to you. So next time we speak, I'll be talking about something else. I love you. Yabba da boop 